This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Wednesday, October the 12th, 2022, we got a little cloud cover this morning, looks like maybe a shower or two later this afternoon. It is fall, by the way. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, drop your email address in there. We'll send you out an email notice when each episode is made available. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Wednesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Service members warn woke policies undermine military readiness. Fox News, while President Biden's Secretary of the Army has defended its diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI programs this week as important, several current and former members of the U.S. military who have put their lives on the line to ensure America's security and defend its freedoms are sounding the alarm over what they call a culture putting wokeness before training and combat effectiveness. Those service members, some of whom served with Special Operations Forces in Iraq and Afghanistan, are blaming that culture for its recruiting challenges, which have risen to levels unseen since it was transitioned to an all-volunteer force. The service members, who remained anonymous so they could speak freely, almost universally shared a similar sentiment with many noting that senior members who speak out on the issue risk their careers or retirement pensions. This ideology that's now started in the colleges, in the educational platforms, the Ivy League schools, the Marxist ideologies have spread from there through the media, through entertainment, and now it's down into the corporate world and the government and also including the military. This is a very dangerous ideology. It's not really designed for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those are just terms that are Marxist in its roots. It's actually designed to divide. It's not what it represents in its word and verbiage. It's actually a divisive quote. When you focus just on race, it, may, it brings it out. It makes it more divisive. It doesn't quell it. That's why we don't make laws that are promote any type of a race or put one race above another. And so this diversity, equity, and inclusion is really a divisive word. That's why people feel uncomfortable with it because they make it too much of an issue. When something doesn't exist, you don't even think about it. You don't talk about it. Racism is just stoked when you make it a, a, an issue that's in the front. So these ideas of wokeness in the military is working against what it's trying to accomplish. And that's why they're seeing a reduction in their recruiting efforts, why people don't want to be a part of the military, 
because of this wokeness that is being perpetuated by the government itself. That's the problem. All right, headline number four. Colorado election officials botches registration, sends notices to 30,000 non-citizens. Well, this is awkward, Washington Examiner. Colorado's top election official says 30,000 voter registration notices were sent to non-citizens accidentally. Democratic Secretary of State Jenna Griswold's office blamed the error on a glitch, saying the mix-up occurred when department employees compared a list of 102,000 names provided by the Electronic Registration Information Center with a database of Coloradans issued driver's licenses, including non-citizens who were issued special licenses. U.S. News. The news comes at a time of widespread skepticism, often unfounded, of voting integrity following the 2020 presidential election. And as Griswold, who has touted her role as a national advocate for secure elections, seeks re-election in the November midterms. So it is very ironic the fact that she comes out as the most secure, the most perfect election system. And she's running on that topic that her elections are so secure that she should be reelected. And it turns out she had a big, big goof. She sent out 30,000 letters to non-citizens encouraging them to vote. Is it really true that she, it was a mistake or was it done intentionally? That's the real question. She was caught. Those of you in Colorado may reconsider voting for Griswold because, really, she's proven herself to be unreliable. All right, headline number three. J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, debate in tightly contested race in Ohio. From the Hill, Ohio Senate candidates, Representative Tim Ryan, Democrat, and J.D. Vance, Republican, squared off in a televised debate on Monday night that saw the two hit each other over their ties to everything from Washington and China to the leaders of their respective parties. Ryan notably used the forum to distance himself from the standard bearers of his own party, calling for generational change in party leadership. No, I've been very clear. I'd like to see a generational change. Ryan said, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, the president, everybody, he continued. Quote, we have a new generation of leadership, end quote. Vance hit back at the comment, citing Ryan's voting record in Congress. It's so funny. We're getting close to Halloween, and Tim Ryan has put on a costume where he pre- pretends to be a reasonable moderate, end quote. Vance said, the last two Congresses, Tim, you voted with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden 100%. You consistently toe the party line. Ed Morsey, did Tim Ryan plan to debate J.D. Vance last night in Ohio? Or Donald Trump. Trending 911. J.D. Vance eviscerates Tim Ryan during Ohio Senate debate. You voted so many times against border wall funding. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Well, it sounds like there was a really heated debate last night on television. Tim Ryan is a very much in line with the Democratic Party's voting record, 100% with Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer, he needs to be uh, removed from office because the Democrats have done a terrible job. J.D. Vance is the only real hope for the Senate and for Ohio. We need to keep that seat after Rob 
Portman has uh, resigned, has uh, retired. And so J.D. Vance really uh, won that debate last night. He eviscerated Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan is far left liberal, has done nothing for the state of Ohio, and J.D. Vance is, was clearly the winner, and he needs to win in the next 26 days. All right, headline number two. Revealed, FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to collaborate dossier allegations. Fox News, the second trial out of special counsel John Durham's years-long investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe begins this week with Igor Danchenko, the Russian national who served as the primary subsource for the anti-Trump dossier in court fighting five counts of making false statements to the FBI. Danchenko pleaded not guilty last year to lying about the source of information that he provided to ex-British intelligence officer Christopher Steele for the dossier which contained salacious and now debunked allegations against former President Donald Trump. From the Washington Examiner, the FBI offered British ex-spy Christopher Steele an incentive of up to $1 million if he could prove the allegations in his since-discredited anti-Trump dossier, but the former M-16 agent was unable to back up his claims, according to the new court testimony. The bombshell revelation came during special counsel John Durham's false statements trial against Steele's main dossier source, Russian-born lawyer Igor Danchensky who has been charged with repeatedly lying to the Bureau about his sourcing for information he provided for the dossier in 2016. Danchenko has pleaded not guilty. Sean Langill. During questioning from Special Counsel John Durham, Brian Auten, a supervisor counter-intelligence analyst with the FBI, revealed the FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million if he could collaborate allegations in the dossier but that Steele could not do so. Well, the first thing that jumps out is where the heck does the FBI get the right to give Christopher Steele a million dollars if he could collaborate and prove his dossier? Who gives the FBI that kind of authority to spend our taxpayer money that way? That in itself should be investigated. That itself sounds like a crime to me, or at least too much power in the FBI to make those kind of offers to these individuals that are being accused of a crime. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this Durham trial plays out. I think it's starting to unravel. I'm not so sure anybody's going to go to jail because there still is issues within the deep state. But the fact that this is coming out, the million-dollar offer to Christopher Steele tells us that Something stinks at the FBI. All right, headline number one. Tulsi Gabbard walks away from Democrat Party claiming they are an elitist cabal of warmongers. From ABC, former Hawaii Representative Tulsi Gabbard announced she is leaving the Democratic Party, denouncing it as an elitist cabal of warmongers, while calling upon other common-sense, independent-minded Democrats to exit with her. Gabbard represented Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District from 2013 to 2021 as a Democrat, and in 2020 she mounted an unsuccessful bid for the party's presidential nomination. In a video posted on Twitter on Tuesday, she claimed that the party 
She's exiting stands for the powerful elite, not the people. Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively working to undermine our God-given freedoms. Ed Morsey. Don't hold back, Tulsi Gabbard. Tell us how you really feel. This may also be how a lot of disillusioned Dems feel right now, too. Well, 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 that's not good news for the Dems. Uh, one of their own is now openly speaking out and leaving the party, which my question is, why did it take you so long? You've been talking about this for years, but finally, I guess you just had enough and you decided to exit the Democratic Party. Now, I'm not sure where you're going to go. You may just remain a moderate Democrat or you may just uh, be an independent. I don't know if you're willing to come over to the Republican Party, but Anyway, it's good that you spoke up, and, and I think uh, there are other Democrats out there that feel the same way. And maybe this is uh, the beginning of uh, an exit. Let's hope, because if we continue down the road we're going, we can see exactly where we're headed. This uh, Biden administration has been a complete disaster. They, the Democrats have no business running the country, period, anywhere. Nobody should ever vote re uh, Democrat again, regardless of your party affiliation. That's the reality. And regardless if the Dems exit or not, they're going to be voted out in this uh, red wave that we're going to see here in the next 27 days. All right, those are your top five headlines and on this Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.